Hello, uh, and welcome to episode uh, five, part one uh, of the Mythosophy podcast. Um, on this week's episode, we talk to a lady called Lucy. Um, when I was working um, during the winter uh, at a homeless shelter, um, Lucy uh, amazingly came down and did some 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 therapeutic art lessons with with homeless people. Um, and we just got chatting through there. Really, we just we just had these long, long, lovely, beautiful conversations that went everywhere. Um, and we spoke, and then and then it kind of drifted, and we kind of spoke quite a bit about education and about um, yeah, the kind of difference in education and you know the kind of different styles of education that are out there. Um, and then it just trang- tra- uh, transgressed that uh, Lucy had a forest school, um, uh, which she runs um, through through Fern Nature Therapies. Um, and so yeah, I, I I went down to a studio, um, and recorded uh, yeah this chat you're about to view. Um, we spoke a lot about about sort of yeah it was about forest school. It was about um, sort of like learning from the kids about about the way they learn, about the way that Lucy kind of directs the learning um, to kids, and it's not just this kind of narrow straight thing. It's a very very um, yeah it's a very kind of a very kind of different scope on 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 the kind of learning that I've been used to anyway. So it was it was quite an illuminating conversation for me. Um, we also talk a lot about creativity and about expression, um, about experimenting, about letting go. Um, so yeah, it 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 kind of drifts down those kind of avenues really. Um, and we speak about we speak a lot about this this idea of auth- of authenticity, um, and just about basically that you know you being your authentic self and you know doing whatever creative thing um that, that you're doing it really can't be wrong um so yeah uh that's the chat um i'm gonna make a big apology uh right now because when i was um filming uh, our chat um i forgot to put the airplane mode on and my phone went off so there's actually only i think it's about 15 minutes worth of video so um the main kind of bit of this will be kind of audio um uh so yeah we just have to bear with and, and apologize but yeah definitely check out the youtube um you know just to, to see lucy's space and, and to see her as well um but yeah the the kind of bulk of the conversation will be in audio um and yeah it's i i, I kind of feel that we only scratch the surface of, of her and what she's about so yeah hopefully one day i'll i'll pop back and we can chat some more because it was like uh, yeah it was it was quite fascinating um lucy chose a song uh, she gave me a long list of songs, which was really lovely. Uh, and uh, there is a song, it's by Gregory Porter, and it's called No Love Dying. Um, and his voice is just somewhere from the gods or the angels or the earth or something, because it's a, yeah, he's got a really rasping voice and it's a beautiful song and it really fits well with, with the um, with the conversation. Um, yeah, I think that's about it, really. Um, yeah, I hope, you ho- I hope you've enjoyed the sunshine this week. And uh, yeah. Just continue being lovely you. So, yeah, enjoy the chat. Thank you. There will be no love that's dying here The bird that flew in through my window Simply lost his way He broke his wing, I Helped him heal and then he flew away 
Well, the death of love is everywhere, but I won't let it be. There will be no love that's dying here for me. There will be no love that's dying here. The mirror that fell from the wall was raggedy, that's all. It rest up on a rusty nail before it made us fall. Well, the bones of love are everywhere, but I won't let it be. There will be no love that's dying here for me. There will be no love that's dying here for flowers in my Asian faces, not a sign we're dead. I paid for three, a sweet old lady gave me four instead. There's some doubt that's out about this love, but I won't let it be. There will be no love that's dying here for me. mean that they're lying <laughs> what's that you know your eye direction when someone asks you a question your eye direction gives away which part of your brain you're retrieving the information or you're making it up oh really yeah so be careful because if you're with an nlp expert what's a neurolinguistic program mm-hmm. yeah okay they can tell they, they can tell if you're if, if you're, you're fibbing. lying or oh. Or it's a long, long way back memory that you're having to like, those synapses are going way back and maybe there's other information that they need to go round to retrieve the right bit of information. It's fascinating. Okay. So this guy was talking to me with his eyes kept on going up like this. And I'm thinking, I wish I could remember what that means. <laughs> he was going, let me think about that. Like this and his eyeballs were literally... Whoop. Isn't it? Doesn't it? Doesn't it also relate to to which part? So if if you look, I think it's to the left or the right. Doesn't that mean? Yeah. If you if you're you're, you're like retrieving long term memory. Or That's right. Yeah. But I know that lie det- Do you want me to just shut up? I mean, is this good for testing sound? I mean, uh, yeah. Well, I think. Well, oh, sorry, we're going. We're we're live. Oh, we're, we're on live. it. We're in it. We're, we're with in it. it. Okay. Do you do you do you think your level's okay? I think that it is very clear. Good. Okay. And not too loud. Okay, perfect. And it's making me want to giggle a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) So if I randomly giggle, it's just because I'm thinking, this is weird. You can hear your own voice. I can hear my own voice like I'm on radio. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm kind of like, I think that's what's happening. I'm kind of like looking around because I'm thinking. Surround sound. Where is she? Where, (laughs) Where is it? Where is she? That's what my brain feels a little bit like. 
not used to this. We um we were we were in Australia in a camper van, D and I, and we we met this guy on the side of the road, and he was he was like talking to us for a long long while, but but he kept like doing that. And then he'd he'd come back and be like, "Sorry, I've 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 i literally just got I've just got my hearing aids and I can hear everything and it's bloody weird." <laughs> so he was, I was thinking that there were people around him because he could hear so clearly, so so clearly. Yeah, so yeah. he could hear all the little things, all the little noises, perhaps yeah, the birds, the trees, everything. It was all clicking around. And him, it so depends because like... I've been in Darwin where this this guy who was leading us would go, "Hang on a minute," and he'd run pick up a lizard and come back again because he could hear something that would give away whatever reptile it was and we were on this kind of like walk with this guy who could retrieve all sorts of amazing living creatures Wow! and say, look at this fella. And you'd see uh, those uh, horny devils and mm. ones with like wings coming out from behind their gills. Uh, so that was pretty cool. So he could, he had a really good sense of hearing, but also he knew his stuff, like what was going to be out there and what to look out for. I wish we knew that in life. Well, that's 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 that, that's quite an interesting kind of skill to have, isn't it? To be to be that in touch with your surroundings and to be that in touch with your kind of yeah, well, like where you are, knowing that if you hear a certain hiss or a certain yeah. whatever, then it's like oh, that can be such and yeah. such. Yeah. In fact, that's reminding me um, when I take. I don't know how many forest school leaders do this because I guess it's quite risky. Um, but once you've got all your risk assessments in place and everything, this is a very cool thing to do with children. Take them out in the dark. So mm. I run an after school club that after, say, 4, 4.30, it's getting dark and you're still out because we're out and about every time we do a session and to begin with some of the children that never done it before say can I have a torch can I have a torch and I like really try and encourage them use your own eyes and senses and get them to realize that we didn't always used to live in boxes we used to live outside so we would use our sense of smell Mm. and our, our the way that we're walking you know not the way that we're walking but what we feel as our bodies move so we are aware of our surroundings with what we can feel, not just what we see. Oh, wow. So most of the daylight hours, we're using our eyes, obviously, and we've become quite, um, I guess, using f- a few senses, whereas we should be using more senses. And that comes into play when I take children outside and they get used to it and they suddenly start going, oh, I can really smell that earth. Or I can oh, wow. really smell that thing, or I can hear. So their sense of smell, touch, hearing grows mm. as they go into the dark. And the forest school session is completely different to a daytime. Oh, really? Well, it's daytime, but it's it's twilight and it's going into the dark. So I think it's a really lovely thing for these children to experience that dark isn't scary, because if you can connect in with your your body and what it can do the amount of information that you can get is fascinating mm-hmm. and once they engage with that they feel quite safe that their body can tell them when it's a, a good environment or not whether it's safe or not you know and where they want to go and it, yeah it's a very different kind of session so that's quite interesting and it, it, I think it made me realize that 
uh, as an artist, I observe a lot all the time. So the way I work with therapeutic art, I think, has come about because I'm observing what things look like and shapes and what I'm attracted to. So what gets my attention? And it's usually light and dark shapes that are different in a vista. So I'm out walking my dog or something and I'll stop. There's a pylon with very straight lines and then there's beautiful rolling hills and the clouds are wispy. So that's three different things going on already. Mm. Then you've got light and dark and maybe there's a fence. And I love shadows because that gives... Uh, more contrast as well so I guess I'm looking what excites me when I'm observing uh, contrasts but the other thing I think I observe is people's energy Mm. so I think I'm I don't know whether I've become more empathetic because of being observant with what I do Mm. in terms of art or whether I've always been like that it's difficult to know which comes first Mm. But I think a lot of artists who are ver- who are amazing professionals and they get realistic um, paintings that they can sell for a lot of money, I feel like they're observing in one way. Whereas the way that I... So I'm even doing that with my hands. I'm kind of like going like that. Yeah. But when I'm working or observing myself and how I take in the world, it's much more like that because it's observing things that I see with my eyes but then I think I'm using all my senses and perhaps senses that we don't have names for Mm. to understand how is that person how are they sitting in the world what perhaps could I direct them towards that would be good for them do you think do you think that by that that by doing that bit you were talking about with the kids in the darkness with 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 like enhancing the senses do you think that's also helped because it could because that's something that i think it could, could be a really vital thing because a, a lot of people are sort of scared of the dark but yeah. but 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 to, to to kind of dress it up in that way of like oh no actually we're we're we're, we're kind of going back to our sort of ancestors and, and what what they were used to and you're using senses that you're not you know just using sight that yeah. is enhanced do you reckon that's helped you i don't know is that I think it has, um, and I kind of stumbled across that because I, when I first started doing forest school sessions, I didn't want to stop in the winter. Mm. And um, a lot of parents need after school care. So I thought, why would I stop just because it's getting dark? So to begin with, I did things like, let's all make lanterns inside my studio or the kitchen where I can keep them in, in the light, in the warmth, and everyone's protected. We all know what's going on. Then when we've made our lanterns, we can venture out carefully. So when I started, I was doing stuff where I think through my upbringing or I guess the way I was schooled, we control, we, we like controlled situations. So once I got braver or more used to taking children out and more used to the skills that I have inside me and trust them, I'd say to the kids, man, we're going straight out. We're carrying on. We're not going to, we're going to have our tea inside. Okay. I'll let you do that. So we don't get soggy sandwiches (laughs) because in the summer we're always out. So we're eating out in the fields or whatever, but in the winter they can have their tea around the table, which is lovely. And then we're straight out. And 
you're negotiating mud, muddy puddles. They love scrambling up and down hills still. They don't want to stick to the paths. Mm. So I think there are lots of things going on. I observe them, which inspires me to, of course I could do that, rather than, oh, I'm not sure if I can because I might fall over. That's not safe. Don't do that. That's not safe. Don't do that. And when I did my forest school training, I remember them saying, it's really important what language you use. Because if you say, don't run down the hill, what they hear is run down the hill. Oh, and course. that's what they'll do. Yeah, yeah. So you, I started to think, how can I turn it around? So I, I, uh, let's all stay on top of the hill. Yeah, great. That's, yeah, yeah. that's a different way of saying it. So I think that also went with my nighttime forest school stuff. I realized it's not just negative language that I think a lot of people use and therefore it keeps us in a certain place, but don't limit yourself either physically or in terms of expectations as well. I remember I used to write plans, a lot of plans. So I had it in writing now straight out let's see what do we come across what does everyone feel like i have children shouting to me saying lucy i can see venus in the sky because it is it's up there at the moment yeah. really really bright to the right of the moon as the moon rises and i'm like yes they got this because of a conversation that we had because we noticed the night sky because we're out in it and we're noticing the planets and they're telling me so it's not a teacher child it's we're out there we're together we're in a group we we're do learning look, together we're learning together mm -hmm. and we look after each other and it's very different way of being and i'm pretty sure coming back to your question it has affected all sorts of things like there are so many possibilities more many more than what we can see and what we're used to mm. Don't follow rules all the time. Don't go out with too many, too many expectations. Um, see what you come across. Where does that lead you? And all the magic of that. And every time you go out, it could be the same piece of woods that you're going into. Do you know what? It's 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 such a different way of of doing things because because from 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 everything I've I've listened to, like I was I was I was part of a school before, and there was always the lesson plan. It's yeah. always the plan. It's yeah. always the parameters of the plan. Mm -hmm. And what 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 you've just described there is a we're going to let the plan unfold. We're going to go with the flow. Yeah. We're going to let it yeah. just see where it takes us. Yeah, which is a gorgeous way of, of yeah, yeah. And developing. I think. I guess I believe you have to live a certain amount of life to allow that non-judgmental of yourself. Um, no, it's okay. I've got this. I've. It's a self-worth thing. It's a confidence thing. I can lead these people and we'll, we, it'll be fine. It'll be good. I guess it's experience as well because I've done it a few times. But the more I do it, the more I realise... If I can do that in life in general, I have a, I have a much happier experience of life. Mm. So if I take out the control of, in the art room, let's draw like this. We are going to create this apple so it really looks like an apple that you can pick up and chew. Rather than, let's see what we all do. Because it's going to be different and we're going to 
take in information differently. We're all feeling different. We have a different map of life that we've lived that will affect us going forward in our experience. But much more than that, all the stuff that we can't see, the subconscious, that is going to affect how we create. And if you think about it, or, or I guess not think about it, if you pick up a piece of charcoal and just allow your arm to move mm. and not think about it, what's coming out is all this creativity that we have no idea what is going to come. So it's a freedom. It's freeing up your inner being. And it's connecting with yourself in a much deeper way than this surface life that we live most of the time. Mm. So I remember hearing once, our subconscious is 80,000 times more powerful than our conscious mind. I don't know if I got that right. But what it made me allow was, okay, I'm just going to do this and see what happens. When I do that, what comes out of me creatively feels right when I then look at it because it's authentic. Ah, I like that. It's not, it's not, it's not preordained. It's not like yeah. thought about. It's just, yeah. it's just the genuine, this is what's yeah. come out of me. And how can that possibly be wrong? Yeah, right. It can only be what is. Mm. So you can really simplify your creativity, the way you approach art. And really, it's affected my whole life. Mm. How I am a parent with my children. I allow them their space, their questions, because they has have... It, has, it, has, it, has it always been that way for you? No. 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 When, when, when did the shift happen? Well, I think it happened... Well, you know, funnily enough, I've not really thought about the um, whole nighttime forest school thing. And where that fits with these changes. But probably as I got more confident as a forest school practitioner, I was also experimenting more with my own art. So I don't know. Probably they went hand in hand. Mm. So each each thing was allowing more experimentation in the in that those work fields. And by so probably five years ago and that then has allowed for a feeling of oh my goodness this feels good mm -hmm. this works as in when I work with other people and I I say let's work in our right brain and you know it's a way of me describing something using science so that they can picture it to get them into a place where they can accept to let go so that when they do let go and they go, wow, okay, now I get it. So you have to do little steps. Mm. So I guess what happened for me was no one was giving me those little steps to take. I was experimenting myself, but I did feel it was good. And I felt like I wanted to walk towards that positivity mm. and that good feeling. And it's n and I also, I think we, we, we have quite a lot of fear. Oh, yeah, indeed. And the fear stops us experimenting or doing something different mm. to the other artists that I know or the other teachers that I know, the other childcare practitioners that I know. 
And it does it does it does also come down to a I think a um a enhancing of like a self confidence and like a self worth and a belief and yeah. a, because you know when you're when you when you're sort of trapped in fear all those all those other things like self confidence self worth yeah. they're just kind of suppressed and it's yeah. and it's and it's it I suppose I'm not I'm not sure in w- which would come first the finding confidence or just the or just the letting go with your creative side and mm-hmm. then from there that I don't know what, what 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 do you think I think working with children I realize that they have no fears so um young children we're talking about young primary school age children they don't have too many they have some because they're taking things in from school and family friends whatever but they don't have too many um rules for themselves Mm. so they say it how it is and they want to do what comes into them Mm. so i think it's the joy of working with children has reminded me of where i used to be as a child out on a farm bare feet mud pies (laughs) oh yeah oh yeah and also connecting with we had um cattle before school i'd ride my bike around the um when they used to come in in winter time they all used to go in this great great big yard and eat munch silage and other things like that so um actually it's quite a visceral existence because it's the smells and the, these are big animals so five-year-old whizzing around with my bike singing to them before i went to school because that was important to me at that time to say hey guys i'm giving you i know you might have a bit of a boring day and i'm about to go to school have loads of fun so i'm going to give you these songs right little pack lunch no for you. Take said, these away. yeah no one said to me right Lucy, this is what you're going to do today. Luckily, um, came from a big family, lived on a farm, door was open. So I could explore and do what I wanted to do in my own way, um, more or less. So if I take myself back to those days where I'm deciding, because it's coming into me, oh, I'd really like to go and see how many worms I can dig up right now. Yeah. Or whatever it is, and that's how we should learn. If you think about indigenous peoples, that's how they learn. You know, we learn from nature and our elders, our siblings, um, experimenting. We have a curious nature. And I think fear and judgment and shame from other people, perhaps because they're feeling their own shame, blah, blah, blah. You know, it gets bigger and bigger and bigger when you pick it all apart. It's like a patchwork of, oh my goodness, all these, so many things affect how we are in our world and perceive our world. Mm. But if you simplify, peel all of that stuff back and simplify things, we are our own universe. We create our own universe. So let's get back to the times where we were curious Mm. because whenever I'm true to what comes into me and I'm authentic and I'm of course we've got to have boundaries you know be kind and all all of those things look after yourself nourish yourself all of that stuff I find that things have worked out for me and I've taken risks as a single mum with three children 
I have big responsibilities. So when I wing it and think, I don't know if this art thing is going to work and it's going to pay, if I invite people into my art studio and say, let's all work in our right brains and let's all see what comes out. But it has worked. So there's this, there's something that is perhaps holding me. As long as I stick to the, my, stick to the, these, the things that come into me from wherever, all the ideas and the curiosity. And if I stick to that and stay away from the fear, Mm. because that's quite cold and lonely and debilitating. This is what, you know, what I have learned in my life. And the more open I am with my art or with children, taking children out into nature and my plans to to actually expand and mix the two things. So I've, I've worked with children where we go out into nature, look at landscapes in terms of shapes and colors and strata, pick herbs and things, come back to base, go into the studio, start creating, stop, create create lunch together eat together using those herbs come back into the studio and maybe end with a walk I've done it with teenage children and it works brilliantly so I'm going to try with adults when it stops raining it's been raining for good luck quite a few months (laughs) I think just waiting for that Mediterranean sun to come you know oh yeah wouldn't that be nice but I have a really good feeling that that will work Think the sun's on my side today. I got a lease of life, I feel okay. Need to call around, get them all out, jump in the car and get on the way. Cause there's love and the strength in numbers. They can try, but they're never gonna run us down. Down. Speak as loud, it's like we're on a come up. Fifth gear, but they're never gonna race us down. Open, pass around the light Breathe it in and out, bring our gods down Yeah, this is ours for the day and the night Cause there's love and the strength in numbers They can try, but they're never gonna run us Down, down Speak as loud, it's like we're on a come up Fifth gear, but they're never gonna race us